Hey, I'm Adi. And I'm Savannah, and we're the Politos. We are here talking about simplifying our life, growing and loving our family, and learning about the world. And today we're talking about homeschooling. Again. Wow, again. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Before we get to that, uh huh. I sorry, I'm at a really weird angle where mm. I'm like not really looking at you, but kind of. So I'm just not going to look at you, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but I feel like I have to. Go ahead. Anyway, um, I teased this last week, right? Mm-hmm. Did you leave that in? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk to you about the switch witch. Okay. So, do you have any guesses for what this is? No. Not at all? Uh-uh. Okay, well, it has to do with Halloween. Okay, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. Okay, so I'm not going to... I'm not going to have this huge lead up. I'm just going to tell you what it is. Okay. So the Switch Witch. What were we going to say? Is it like Parent Trap, but with two sw- <laughs> witches switch? Oh, they switch places? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> a good witch and a bad witch. No, Um. one of them was raised in the U.S. One of them was raised in England. <laughs> anyway. The Switch Witch. <laughs> okay. What, 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 what's up with the long pause? <laughs> Why the long pause? Sorry. Um, so this is like a mythical creature type of a thing, like a tooth fairy type of deal. Okay. Okay. It's, I think, the newest one. <laughs> what? <laughs> the newest one added to the mythical creature. Is that the right term? Mythical creature? Like, um, yeah. You know, like Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus. Oh. Like, what, what would you call them? Critters. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> they're all critters. They're not critters. Yes, we, has, we have established this. Santa like... Claus is a human. Oh, you mentioned Santa Claus? Well, actually, I don't know if he's a human, but... I mean, he's fake. <gasps> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's not what I'm... I'm not talking about... I'm saying, what would you call that group of, like... Mythical beings? Beings, yeah, mythical, yeah. Anyway, okay, so the switch witch. Mm. Um, this is the idea where Halloween comes. Trick- Hold on, sorry, I have to pause you. What? We have to establish this now because uh, I'm not gonna really edit through all this stuff. We, when we have coffee, yeah, uh, our mouths tend to make little sounds. So. Oh man. I hate that. So I just I just have to establish that. No, don't do that. That's annoying. I know. Sorry. So anyway, are you saying that I was making mouth noises? Yeah. <sighs> okay, now I'm gonna be self conscious about it. That's why I didn't. Want, I was debating whether to say something or not. But it's I just fine. Have to, it's fine. For the sake of just uh, let people know, you know. Now you're in the know. If you didn't know, now you know. Okay. Can I continue? Yes. Go ahead. Sorry. So Halloween comes, uh huh. Trick or treating happens. Okay, go ahead. And no, this is part of it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> you know what? Just <laughs> try to exercise some patience here, okay? So okay. trick or treating. Mm-hmm. You, you're a child. You have just gone trick or treating. Uh huh. And you end up with a lot of candy. Sure. Right. Yeah. If it was a successful year, a you know 
Not like that. Like, oh, okay. Meaning, if that if it was a successful trick or treating year, yeah, then you end up with a lot of candy. Yes. Okay. So, if you believe in the switch witch, you can take your candy and you can put it out on your front porch. Oh. On Halloween night. Uh huh. And in the morning, when you wake up, you can look on your front porch and you can see that the switch witch took your candy and switched it out for a toy. What? Or something else better. Really? Yeah. So you traded in your candy for something else. <laughs> Interesting. So first impressions, what do you think about this idea? Um, I like it. Yeah, I'm just trying to imagine what would I get if I were to do this. I would you want, as an adult? Yeah. As a 30-year-old man? Is a PS5 a toy? <laughs> I would want that. That is not the kind of thing that <laughs> the Switch Witch is going to bring. That would be a deal there. Yeah, that would be a huge uh, like trade, like uptrade. <laughs> um, you didn't specify what kind of toy, but I think that's cool. I, I, I approve. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I like it for the most part. I think it's a cool idea and very fun. Um, my only hesitation here is just the um, the potential for like it kind of demonizing candy and being like, oh, like we don't need all this candy. Like it's, but wouldn't you rather have a toy? Yeah. Because candy, oh, candy is just like a Roger Taylor. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And I think that's silly. I yeah. think that it's you know. It's fine for kids to have candy, and I just don't want to create that whole mentality of like, oh, candy's the worst, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my only hesitation, but I I think it's cool if the, the child has the, you know, the choice to like do it or not. Yeah. And also, one thing that I think could be really cool about it is like, so when you are a kid and you go trick-or-treating... I think a lot of times you end up with a lot of candy that is not your favorite mm-hmm. or like you don't really like it that much. Tootsie Rolls, the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of like Tootsie Rolls. Really? Also, did you say Tootsie? I, I feel like we've had this conversation before. It's Tootsie? No, it's Toots. Tootsie Roll? Tootsie Roll. What did I say? Not Tootsie. Oh, Tootsie. It's a Toots. Yeah. I think they had this conversation hey, on GMM. I think that's actually what I'm remembering. Hey, toots. Yeah. Come here. Toots. Anyway. Interesting, um, but yeah, I know a lot of people don't really like Tootsie Rolls. Um, so I think that's kind of cool to be able to like trade your candy that you don't really like, and in a way that actually I think teaches you even more so to like eat intuitively and just yeah. like eat the things that actually. Are you listening to me? <laughs> you're not. I can <laughs> yeah. tell you're starting to say the next thing you want to say. <laughs> no. What no. did I just say? I, I, what did sorry. I just say? <laughs> What did I just say that you agreed with? You were like, yeah. What did I say? So, uh, I was listening and then I forgot. I, I, I'm so nervous now. I forgot. Can you repeat? You're so, so nervous. Okay. Sorry. You didn't hear what I said. No. Just admit it. You I weren't did. listening. I was half. I said hearted. it could teach you even more so to. What did I say? <laughs> I don't know. See, you were not listening. Teach it to be more something. Yeah, what did I say? I am sorry. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I said, I feel like it could, in a way, actually help with being more of an intuitive 
eater because you're just like, I don't know, just kind of letting the kids know like, yeah, you can just eat the things that you want to eat and that actually sound good to you. You don't necessarily have to eat all the candy that doesn't sound good or that you don't really want just because you got it trick-or-treating. Yeah. You can trade that candy in for something that you actually would really want, but you could still eat the candy that you do want. So it isn't this... Um, I just want, wouldn't want it to make it become this like, oh, we, you know, candy's so bad, so we're not going to have the candy, but you can mm-hmm. get something else, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's the only thing, but yeah. Do the kids have a choice of what they Well, get? I think that's up to you as the oh, parent. Okay. So that that's the thing is I don't know the origins of the Switch Witch <laughs> or why it was created. And so mm. if that's so that's the thing is like it might have, it, it might have been because of like parents not wanting their kids to have that much candy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, there's some part of that that's totally fair. But, yeah, so I'm not really sure why it was created in the first place. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's kind of a fun thing yeah. that could be implemented however, you know, however you see fit. I like that. My my only question is, what do you do with a candy as a parent? Eat uh, it. Do you eat it? <laughs> no, I think you eat it if you want to or throw it away or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think it's good. There's no harm. I mean, I don't really approve of, like, having... I, are you painting this picture of, like, the, this witch is real? Or is oh, this, like, I was going to bring that up, but I was like, I think it goes without saying. I think we've talked about this before, that, like, I don't really like the whole, like, lying to your kid thing. Yeah. I think that we're kind of both in agreement that, like, also with Santa Claus and other the Easter Bunny, like that, and the Tooth Fairy, like that, we're, we'll kind of present it as like, oh, this is a story. This is like a game kind of folklore, thing, yeah. folklore, yeah, and not really trying to like convince our child that it's that it's real. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't want to tell them like, oh yeah, a witch is coming to the door tonight, <laughs> but more of like it's a game. It's a mythology, and you get, and you get to switch that out for for something else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I so like the, the little example that I saw of it was like the this girl, little girl, she left her candy on the doorstep and then the next morning she came out and there was like a Disney like princess doll, like a little oh. small doll. Yeah. Nice. So I feel like that's cool too because also like um, Halloween is not a holiday where you are like getting toys. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also for some kids, like candy is not really their favorite thing. And again, you never know what kind of candy you're going to get. So it's exactly. kind of cool to have that like fun little option. Yeah. And I, one other thing is I think it's cool to have like, okay, so Halloween, I'm just thinking about this right now. Halloween is again, it's a holiday where you don't get toys. No, you're not given gifts. Um, but having the whole switch switch thing and like switching it out for one thing, I think that's a cool opportunity to just like have your kid receive one thing because I think we've uh, there's so much like gift inflation <laughs> with like um you know for Christmas like oh you have this whole pile of gifts that you get and for your birthday and for even Easter it's like yeah. you have this big basket of gifts um but then I think there's value to just like oh there's just this one thing that mm-hmm. I got you know and being able to like enjoy that one thing yeah so it's kind of cool let's get down to the nitty-gritty i guess oh yeah okay yeah yeah i mean i have a couple things but um yeah we'll save them for later save them for later i guess yeah 
Okay, I'm nervous to talk about this. Why? Because it's like, it's controversial, it's political, obviously, and it's just, uh, uh, it's a little crazy. And also, John Oliver. What? I don't know about him. Oh, I see. I, I kind of like him. Yeah, I don't <laughs> really like him that much. Why? Um, he's crass. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. really rude. Yeah. He, like, just loves to, like, be little people and poke fun at, at people. Mm. And also, he has, I, I think that I strongly disagree with him on a lot of things. Really? Yeah, I, I think, think I so. agree, I agree with the stuff. I, I think that... Um, wait, 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 You said you think you agree with his stuff? Yeah, like the videos uh, he has... Like, I only watch his, like, main segments, like, topics. Like, okay, this week we're breaking down this one thing, this okay. other thing. I've learned some stuff, assuming these things are, like, accurate and, like, factual and stuff. Uh-huh. And to me, he delivers like here's the facts and here's like the let's break down the the bad the some good mm-hmm. but like focus on like the bad stuff because it's like whatever he's breaking down it's kind of you know it's controversial or there's mm-hmm. you know um like one of them was about like uh truck drivers mm-hmm. like trailer truck drivers and like you know you have a trailer like a big truck not like truck like yeah not like know, a pickup Ford. truck yeah um, you mean like a semi truck yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and just like the, the problem with that, like how workers don't, have, don't really have a lot of breaks and mm. you have to drive to and from without, with minimal like stops and stuff. And, and so I was like, that's fascinating. And I'm assuming it's, you know, I have to do my own research and stuff and, and see if it's real, real or not a uh, true or not. But I think overall, I think that so far, I think that he's kind of, factual and stuff and yeah he, he is crass for sure his jokes are you know the little crazy okay but i do just want to say that uh, he has some uh i'm pretty sure that he has some like political and social agenda uh agendas for sure but yeah. also like opinions that are extremely damaging and like yeah. extremely dangerous so i just want to say that and that doesn't mean that we can't like take some of what he said and and learn from it in one regard yeah but i do just want to mention that that i certainly would not align myself with him gotcha yeah yeah i think that he definitely um falls in like a specific like political party and like draws from that yeah so which yeah so you have to like take whatever he says with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. and like really like challenge those certain stuff that he mentions and stuff but um yeah like certain topics like the truck driving and stuff like certain things that are kind of i don't know that doesn't really involve politics uh, is, yeah is, is, is fascinating yeah um, which the what we're going to talk about today actually is political in some way so i'm not saying like yeah this isn't uh, just like a completely non-political thing right um but yeah mm. I just heard some uh, of like, I heard some references to some um, takes that he's had on, um, it sounds like he's like very um, like outspokenly pro-abortion. Oh, yeah. And um, I think that was the one thing I heard. There might have been something else. But 
um, that's just obviously extremely um, evil and dangerous. And so I just wanted to mention that because like I don't really align with him with like a lot of his beliefs. Yeah. I guess you know more than uh, I know about him and uh well, when you yeah. mentioned him to me, I was like, who? Oh. <laughs> but then, yeah, since tough. then, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, and then okay. his name came oh. up a couple of times in something else I was uh, reading or well, watching. But. Yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised to hear like, you know, yeah. that he's por- uh, pro-abortion and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, certain stuff that he's talking about, it's like, it is fascinating like, yeah. to if it's factual, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, let's get into it. Well, let's do it. Okay, so <laughs> I guess I'm introducing this. You're so, a homeschooler. So oh, okay, okay, okay. Former homeschooler. <laughs> so he, um, on one of his recent shows, he uh, talked about homeschooling. Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we're recording this, it's actually been like, like two a weeks. week and a half, two yeah. weeks since I've watched this. So there, I was like, dang it, there's some parts of it that Aww. I think I've kind of forgotten. But I think I will remember sort of as we talk through it and stuff. And I know you've seen it twice now. Oh, no, just no? once. <laughs> no, I said you got to watch this. Uh, oh, and you didn't. But, but I didn't have it, haven't seen it. Oh, you hadn't seen it I just want to watch it with you. Too. <laughs> oh, yeah. got it. I thought you had already seen it. No, no. Okay, so. And I thought it was going to go viral, but I'm not sure. I don't think it did. <laughs> I was like, we got to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny we have to get ahead of it before it oh, yeah because i was thinking like all these like christian homeschoolers were gonna be like hey oh well i think a lot of christian homeschoolers don't really care what john Oliver has to say <laughs> <laughs> um so he was basically talking about the um he had two main two kind of things he was talking about and one of them more so than the other so he was talking about the um regulations around so all of it really was centered around like the regulations around homeschooling um what are they what do they look like and what do they look like in different states in the u.s yeah um and he was specifically focusing on a little bit on regulations around what you can teach your children so like what kind of education they're receiving and Uh then the other part was more about the um kind of like just the safety, like well-being aspect of having your child in a public school versus having them homeschooled. Yeah. So to first to talk about the um, like curriculum, like what you're teaching your child part of it, because that was kind of his lesser point. And I would agree that with him that that is the lesser mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. of the two things that he was talking about. So um, basically what he was saying was um well okay so sorry one more thing just to kind of lay out his whole premise so there was those two things and then like the overarching thing was the organization the hslda which is the homeschool legal defense association yeah and that is um sort of in his narrative that's the villain yeah (laughs) that was his like um his like enemy public enemy number number one in this story yeah and so i'll kind of get to that but Basically, he was saying that in, which is, you know, this is true, and I think uh, common knowledge in the homeschooling community, that um, in a lot of states in the U.S., there's very little regulation around homeschooling, mm-hmm. and um, in some, in many states, there's none at all, and um, 
So essentially what that means is like in some states you have to register your home as a homeschool mm-hmm. um, one time. In some states you have to register each year. And in some states you don't have to register at all. Yeah. Um, and essentially what that means is just that you – it's weird, I feel like. It's an interesting way to look at it because when you think about it in that way, it sounds like – wait, really? Like there's, and and I think that's the way he was trying to paint it was like, oh my goodness. Like you can just, you can just not like send your kids to school and nobody's checking in on you. Yeah. But if you think about it, not in that framework, it's like, it's basically just saying, yeah, you don't have to, you are not required to send your child to a specific public school. Uh You can, keep them at home and like raise them at home and teach them yourself. And it's not, yeah. I don't think it's as crazy as like he was kind of trying to paint it as, oh, Okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, well, I mean, is school something that we, we want to be, you know, regulated in that way? Like, do we want every child to be required to sort of go to school? And we'll, I don't know, we'll get more into that, I guess mm. later, but that's kind of uh, the overall thing. And then um, as far as the curriculum, he was just talking about how in most states, I believe there's no um, there's no regulations whatsoever about what um, you have to teach your child when you're homeschooling them. Uh-huh. And I think that this, um, if you're not in the homeschooling world, I do think this is probably surprising to people. I don't know. Is that surprising to you? Which which part that the like whole, that you that there's no regulations around like or no requirements for what you teach your child? Yes, kind of. So I was kind of like, I kind of gasped, <laughs> not out loud, but just like you know, in my head, like that seems interesting. But I think I kind of knew that. Oh, okay. Be- you know, before watching the video, okay. Um, based on just like my my outsider experience but um just looking in but um i I didn't know that was kind of like the overarching kind of view like you don't really Mm -hmm. have to there's not a lot of like tremendous like regulation yeah 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 so if you didn't know that if you are homeschooling your child you can you are free to choose the um the curriculum or also lack thereof that you want to um use yeah and so so is that is that kind of like the unschooling like um if you're not really using any curriculum at all yeah i kind of i mean you could be you could still be teaching your children uh, in like a more traditional way without using like a set curriculum Mm -hmm. but unschooling is more like um you're not really intentionally having like school time. You're mm-hmm. kind of just learning throughout your day to day life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a little bit of nuance between those, but yeah, um, I would say from my understanding and my own experience that like the vast majority of people who are homeschooling are using some sort of curriculum, yeah. at least for some of the subjects. What yeah. I don't think that most people who are homeschooling are um, thinking that their child's just going to like learn algebra <laughs> just through everyday life. I think yeah. most people are using some sort of math curriculum and and um, 
uh, other things too. Yeah. Okay. But you know, I also know some families who like they have a set math curriculum, a set science curriculum, but then maybe history. It's more like um, reading, yeah. just like reading historical books, and maybe they're not um, writing essays and taking tests and oh, things. Okay. So there's kind of a different like ways that you can do it, and I, and that's kind of the point of what he was saying is that you really can be um, using whatever you want. Yeah, which, sorry. No, go ahead. Which, that makes sense. Like, you have creative, you have creative, 100% creative freedom to yeah. pick and choose what cur- cur- curriculum you want to teach or mm-hmm. not teach. Yeah. So that, that also makes perfect sense uh, that, um, that there's parents out there that don't really teach their kids, mm-hmm. like, at all, or, like, they just teach minimal things and kind of just slide by. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so as he was discussing this, John Oliver brought up um, some of what he considered to be like the worst examples of, mm-hmm. of this. And okay. so he really started poking a lot of fun at um, Christian curriculums. And he mm-hmm. was talking about how the majority of Christ- of homeschool curriculum is Christian based. Uh-huh. And, um, so he's st- he was talking about like um, science textbooks that talk about creation, uh-huh. and um, he was uh, like mocking the um, science textbooks that talked about I almost said animals, uh, dinosaurs, and uh-huh. humans like existing at the same time, mm-hmm. which that is a belief that a lot of creationists hold. Yeah. Um. And so he was mocking that like in a way that was like very like, this is so preposterous. Yeah. Like no reasonable person believes this. Um, and so there were some other things, uh, some things that he considered to be uh, like some things that um, came across as like racist in some mm-hmm. of the textbooks, like mm-hmm. history textbooks. And then, um, and then later on, he kind of took it to like the most extreme example that you could think of and that he could possibly find out there, um, which is, I mean, that's fair. You're kind of, if you're criticizing this whole thing, I think it's okay to look at like the extreme. I'm not saying yeah. he shouldn't have brought this up, but he found this um, homeschool curriculum that was basically uh, teaching your child how to be a Nazi. Mm-hmm. And this was like a real, a real curriculum from a real group in the United States that I think it sounded like he made it sound like it was modern, like that it's happening now. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he just talked about how like, this is one example of what you can do with this freedom, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. he's right. Yeah. Like that is a fair, um, assessment assessment. And like, that's a fair criticism to be like, this is the extreme that this can (laughs) go to. Yeah. So that was his basically, just kind of his point it was just showing like there's no regulations around this mm-hmm. so with that um again that was kind of his lesser point my take on that is that i don't think there's anything to be done i don't really see that there's any change necessarily that needs to be made there i yeah. think that parents have a obligation to give their child a good educate education if um like not if but i think that they just should yeah um 
basically if they want to be a good parent, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and some parents are not going to do that. And some parents are, because some parents are not good parents. And I don't think yeah. there's anything really to like be changed in that regard. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. So, um, there, I'll just say that there are really good resources out there mm-hmm. and they're not hard to find. And he did choose not to include those in his, um, examples. And obviously that's because that wasn't the point he was trying to make, Yeah, <laughs> you know? So he yeah, did, yeah, yeah. he did choose, um, choose ones that are not as good. And then also cherry picked some of the things that seem the most extreme out of them. Yeah. And then obviously took it to like the most extreme. That is obviously a super small percentage of, um, people out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just an interesting thing. Um, but I think that the benefits of having that freedom far outweigh the, um, the fact that, it can be abused yeah. um, or it can be, you know, used in a bad way. But there, I think there's so much benefit to having that freedom with the, how you teach your child and being able to um, teach to their strengths and develop their strengths and teach them in a way that makes sense to them that um, goes along with their learning style mm-hmm. and all of those things yeah. and can create a lot of independence in, in the child. Like I think there's so many benefits to that. And I think that also the American public school system, I don't think is this like shining example of what happens when you have like a set curriculum that every child has to follow. Yeah. So I don't really think that that's a great example. And I think that, you know, the options with homeschooling are far superior. Mm, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. With an asterisk. Asterisk. That's a, that's a big word for Elmo. Yeah, it is. For what? For me? <laughs> it's for Elmo. That's a big word for Elmo. No, asterisk is such a hard word to say, honestly. Um, I am being serious. Um, <laughs> with what you just said at the end, um, that homeschoolers are far, so far superior to... Uh, I didn't say homeschoolers are far superior. Homeschooling, sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, to public school. And specifically, I'm talking about like the, the curriculum and like the freedom there that's like far superior to just having this one way that everybody has to learn is gotcha. what I was saying. Gotcha. <laughs> I didn't say homeschoolers as far as Um, yeah, that's fine. No, what was your asterisk? I was going to say that, uh, like, obviously I think that you really need to, um, not to put all the students in like this group, like pool and say, well, this is how everyone should learn. Um, but I think you should really like look at uh, schooling as like an individual mm-hmm. uh, uh, journey, journey, and assess <laughs> them um, yeah. individually. Yeah. And so, if, so we've said this before. Like I think that each student functions, each little child functions differently than other people, and so mm-hmm. you really need to like sit down and really. Uh, assess them and see like, okay, are they going to be better at like a public school uh, type of environment or an actual public school or like a home yeah. and where they have more time to do stuff or whatever. Um, that's, that's it. Yeah. I don't know if that was really an asterisk. I think it was kind of just adding on to what I was saying, but yeah. Okay. Well, remove that. Uh, asterisks. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. And I'm sure that also there are some 
public schools that might be doing this well. And certainly there's probably some like private schools yeah. that are doing this well. I'm not saying that homeschooling is the only way to achieve that. Right. Um, but I, mean, I, that's what I, I think, yeah, yeah. And I think overall though, the public school system is not doing well at that. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next thing. Yes. Um, well, let's talk about the HSLDA first. Yeah. I'm going to call it the association just cause <laughs> just long. Well, I'm not going to say the Homeschool Legal Defense Association every time. I think HSLDA is... I'm just going to say it because I... I know you always mix up the letters. Yeah. Unless you have it written down in front of me, I'll <laughs> be able to say it clearly. I'm just going to say the association. That's fine. When I say, yeah, that, that's referring to the homeschooling one. Yeah. So, um, this... Well, I don't really know which order to say this in, but I'm just going to say this and then we'll probably come back to this at the end. But... Basically, the HSLDA, um, I don't feel super equipped to like talk about it because I just don't know a ton about it. And I know that I referenced them back when we were doing our homeschool versus public oh, school yeah, yeah. Um, series. But the Homeschool Legal Defense Association is kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's a association that helps protect the rights of homeschoolers and homeschooling families. Mm-hmm. Um and so John Oliver was talking about how the HSLDA is very anti any kind of regulation. Yeah. And that they are a supposedly, which I had no idea, but according to him, he kind of painted them as like the big bad wolf of like they're this huge, like untouchable association, which seems a little questionable to me <laughs> considering the fact that like homeschoolers don't make up that big of a portion of the population Mm. so i'm kind of like i don't know i feel like i might need to fact check that yeah but based on what he was saying sounds like they're like this very big powerful association that like uh, they're like untouchable in the courtroom is basically how he painted it that like people have tried to come up against them and get some regulations in place in different states for homeschoolers and that the hslda is just really good at like getting around that every time yeah so I think there's a lot more that could be said about that, but mm-hmm. I just don't really know. And he didn't go into a ton of details about it, but that's sort of the bottom line. Yeah. And his main point is that they seem to be anti any kind of regulation whatsoever. Uh-huh. Um, which you might be thinking sounds fine. Mm-hmm. But then the third point is, I think, where this really like gets to the main heart of the issue and like, is there really an issue at all? Uh And I think this is kind of where we meet the actual problem. Okay. So like I mentioned at the beginning, um, in most States in the U S you don't really have to do much or really prove anything to be able to homeschool your child. So you can choose from the get go, like right when your child turns five, you can choose, you know, like for, kindergarten you can choose to start homeschooling them then and um, in some states you don't have to do anything in Mm -hmm. some states you just have to like sign something one time basically saying that you are homeschooling your child and in some states you have to sign something every year Mm -hmm. saying that you are continuing to homeschool your child then there's also the option of course of you started your child in public school and then you decide to pull them out and start homeschooling them at any point And again, that's fairly easy to do. You just have to basically say, I'm homeschooling them and stop sending them to school. Yeah. Basically, what he was saying 
is that this gets into um, a child where child welfare issue. Okay. And if so, this is where I, you know we're getting into like the real political stuff, and I think that we have to go there. There isn't really any way around it here. Yeah. And so I'll just say my in general my like my general disposition is to kind of avoid giving like big government a ton of power. Yeah. And um but I do think that one of the government's main responsibilities should be the welfare of the vulnerable, mm-hmm. which um children is kind of the prime group there. Yeah. And so I think if there's anything that the government should be getting involved in, it's the safety and welfare of children. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think that this is a political issue and you can't really get around that. Yeah. So when we're talking about the education of children, mm-hmm. I don't really think the government the government needs to be um, extremely involved. But when we're talking about the welfare, I think that's a different topic. And yeah. I think that... Um, the government should be involved. I think ideally it would be smaller governments, like it would be the individual um, states and even, you know, smaller than that. But um, regardless, I do think it is the government's responsibility to care for, or not to care for, but to ensure um, the safety and welfare of children. So mm-hmm. when you have children going to public school, that is a major safeguard against um, children being abused in their homes. And mm-hmm. I think, um, I don't want to misquote statistics here, statistics here, but I am fairly confident in saying that um, reports of child abuse are coming very, very heavily from teachers and school administrators. Yeah. Um, and I think that you can look at tons of um, data also from COVID mm-hmm. when no children were at school, how the um, the like phone calls to Child Protective Services went down dramatically. Mm-hmm. And I think it's obviously very easy to say that that doesn't mean that child abuse was going down, but um, reports of child abuse was going down, yeah. which is extremely dangerous. And that's not at all what we want. Yeah. And so... I think that as much as I don't, I'm not fond of the American public school system, Mm -hmm. I 100% believe that it's a huge safeguard against child abuse. Uh Um, And so the whole thing, the whole like main issue that John Oliver was taking here is that when parents have the ability to just um, pull their child out of school for any reason and and or never send their child to school at all, then isn't that increasing the likelihood for those children to be abused and for nobody to ever know it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the, and along with that, he was saying that these are the types of things that have been brought up to the HSLDA, and they have just continued to say, you know, we want no regulation and we're going to continue to fight for no regulation at Mm -hmm. all. So therein lies the issue. Yeah. And I do think it is an issue. And I, um, he brought up some 
specific instances of parents, abusive parents that had a history of abuse, being able to pull their child out of school, homeschool them. And then later it was found that, you know, the children were being severely abused at home. Yeah. Um, And you also see um, stories like this come up in the media sometimes Mm -hmm. with, um, you know, families that have um, like a lot of children that were being homeschooled. And then later it comes out that they were like being severely like um, neglected or abused or um, part of a cult or, you know, some like really extreme stories like that. And um, even though those are the extremes, it doesn't mean that they don't matter. And also Mm -hmm. I think that it is, uh, it's not happening all the time, but I I mean, it definitely does happen. Yeah. Um, Also, one other thing I wanted to, mention actually i'll bring this up later okay remind me before we're done to talk about another um media thing but it's not really related to this part so this is a problem Mm -hmm. and i don't want to at all kind of undermine it or act like it's not an issue because oh it's just like the most extreme cases these things are going to happen anyway i think that that's a lot of the answers that you might get from a lot of people that are very adamant about like, you know, no regulation, no, you know, is thinking like, well, uh, horrible things are always going to happen and it's awful, but it doesn't mean that we should punish quote unquote, the people that are doing the right thing. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So I am not going to pretend that I know what the answer is at all, but I do think that it's a good place to start to recognize that, yeah, this this is a problem. Hmm. Um, but I don't think that... I'm trying to think of how to... Like, how to say it. I don't... I don't know. I, I think that it's not like if you look at the... Sort of the statistics for child abuse. I don't, I don't think that it's like the vast majority of children who experience abuse are homeschooled. I think if that was kind of what we were looking at, then it might be something to really kind of consider revamping everything. Um, but like I said, having your child in school, I think is a safeguard against abuse. Um, you know, we've definitely seen a lot of that firsthand with uh, fostering mm-hmm. and, you know, having children in our home who came from abusive homes. Um, that was one of the things that, or like I remember with one of our, one of our kids who we knew was going to be going home soon, who was on the younger side. I was really wanting to try to get her enrolled in preschool before she went back home because, Uh you know, that's more, just more eyes on, on her. Yeah. And so that I think is, um, can be a really positive thing for Mm -hmm. their, for their well-being. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's hard. I don't think that the answer, though, is to require everybody to send their child to school, mm-hmm. you know, to, to public school. I don't think that that's the answer because I think that there are so many parents that are homeschooling their children for, like, legitimate reasons and are doing a great job at it. I don't think... I think... I'm not articulating this well because I don't really know what the answer is, but I guess uh-huh. the way that I'm thinking about it is 
um that there should be some regulations for um homeschooling but you really know exactly what that looks like well i don't know so the one example that john oliver brought up that he said you know the hslda like shot down and um that it seemed really ridiculous (laughs) was um trying to push for like uh i think you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I think he was saying that at one point there was a state that was trying to push for um, that, like parents who had a history of abuse or like there have been there had been like substantiated report substantiated reports of abuse should not be allowed to just pull their child out and homeschool them. Oh yeah. Um, and so I do think that that does make a lot of sense mm-hmm. if you know if you have this record record. Yeah. Then I don't think that you should be able to just willy-nilly pull your child out of school and yeah. without having, at, at the least without having there be some sort of um, welfare, welfare checks on your child yeah, for, you know, at, like at first or ongoing or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that should just maybe be, but that could be like in general, that doesn't even necessarily have to be just if you're wanting to homeschool them. Yeah. I think that so much of this has to do also with their, people say this all the time, but the system is really broken. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the child protective services system is um, not functioning great. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's doing the best job, mm-hmm. but it is important. Like I said, I think that's one of the things the government should be doing. Yeah. Um, so I think, I don't know. I think there need to be there needs to be checks and balances there, and I don't really know what that would look like. And mm-hmm. I just I, I don't think I'm explaining what I think <laughs> well at all because it is difficult. Yeah. But one thing I I don't know. I don't think that the answer is just that. Oh, people shouldn't be allowed to homeschool, or there needs to be a lot more regulation with homeschooling because you can be sending your child to school and you can still be a terrible abusive parent. Yeah. You know, and that isn't, it it seems like that's getting it backwards to say like, Oh, you can't homeschool or you have to have tons of regulations with homeschooling because you could be doing this thing. Yeah. It's like, well, that doesn't really make sense. That's kind of, I think putting the cart before the horse. It's like, that's not, I don't think that that's really, that would really solve the problem. Mm hmm. It's just a, a hard topic, I feel like, because I completely understand the also parents wanting to have freedom to not have the government involved in their mm-hmm. everyday life and the way that they raise their children. Yeah. I completely agree with that and have so much like uh, understanding for that perspective. And I do feel the same way in many ways. Um so I, I get that, and I think that's what the HSLDA is trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, if you want to homeschool, then there's going to be like a government official at your door every week checking in on what you're doing. I don't think that's the solution at all. Yeah. Um, but I think when once there is that that red flag of oh, there there's like a red flag here for neglect or abuse or something, then I think that there should be steps taken and people should be stepping in and checking in on that child and ensuring their safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reality is that 
things are going to be missed. And um, that's awful. And I think it's up to communities to make sure that that doesn't happen. You know, like, um, I really think that ultimately it comes down to like strong families and strong communities. And that's not something that you can regulate. That's not Mm -hmm. something that you can like mandate from the federal government. Yeah. But I think that really is what will prevent these things from happening and prevent a lot of these kids from falling through the cracks. Um, because there are going to be kids that are missed and there already are, whether they're being homeschooled or whether they're going to public school or something else Mm -hmm. that, you know, this happens all the time and it is a huge problem Mm -hmm. that, that should be addressed. And we should be, we, as in like people, communities, and also the government should be constantly working on making this better because Uh this is like one of the most important things again, that I think they need to be doing. Um, so when those red flags come up, I think that there should be steps that have to be taken um, to ensure that that child is safe. Yeah. You know? And so I think if if that's a homeschooling family, then maybe that does look a little bit different than uh, for a public school family. Maybe it does mean that there are some more frequent um, welfare checks and things like that from from CPS or something. Yeah. And I think that that would be um, completely reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one thing that can be difficult is none of these systems are going to run perfectly because humans are imperfect. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's definitely many instances of CPS like, stepping in and um, and taking action where it was like unnecessary. Yeah. And I think what one person deems as um, unsafe or problematic or whatever can be very heavily influ- influenced by their own feelings and their own political views mm-hmm. or their own thoughts about whatever. And that's not okay. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's that, and that's why I think like also CPS gets such a bad rap because of um, times when they're not functioning well mm-hmm. and they are causing more damage and more abuse to these, you know, more trauma to these kids. But we can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater and be like, okay, CPS doesn't run perfectly, so let's just forget about it and let's not not do anything to protect yeah. to protect kids. So uh, there. There's so much. Like all of these things need to be constantly getting better. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that we can just say um, homeschooling is the problem in and of itself, or lack of regulation is the problem in and of itself, or CPS is the problem in and of itself, or any of any of these things. I don't think any of them are alone the problem, mm-hmm. and I don't think any of them alone are the solution. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because I don't think that public school also is the solution. Mm-hmm. Like I think <laughs> sending your child to public school, I think mandating that every child go to public school because of the potential of a, a teacher there recognizing abuse, like that, in my opinion, is not nearly worth all of the issues that <laughs> public school introduces. Right. Like, there's so many problems there, which is not what we're talking about today. I don't think I really have anything else to say. I think... Well, okay, 
what do you think? <laughs> and then I'll kind of give my closing thoughts. Um, that's a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know what to... What, what do you mean? I don't know. I just meant, like, do you have... I Basically, just do you have anything that you want to add? Because I, I was kind of just sharing all of my stuff. Um, no, I think I agree with everything you said. Um, with the regulation, it's just really hard. I think there should be some regulation for homeschoolers, um, but uh, it just, it, it is hard. I mean, I don't know what that looks like, mm-hmm. um, but I think that there there should be uh, a bigger care for, for kids and to, um, you know, there should be some prevention, um, like a prevention program or something where it just, it decreases the... Um, child abuse and neglect and all that you know well what do you mean by that i think like having um more mandated reporters not just like in schools Mm -hmm. but in like maybe i'm not sure if librarians are one like people that are even like at the store like i mean imagine if they're mandated mandated reporters at like target yeah they're just more like in public spaces yeah yeah you know that's like the thing that i was thinking about as you were talking about like oh yeah i'm not sure if what it looks like but I think that like having more people like that where you are required to report stuff because mm-hmm. like parents uh, they show the their, their abuse like in private and um in public as well mm-hmm. um more so I think in private, but I think that having um community members that are mandated reporters would be maybe a solution to this. Yeah, that could help. Yeah. So that's my that's my take. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, um, I think that you made me look at uh, John Oliver's um, video differently because um, when I when I saw it, we we didn't talk about. No, we didn't talk about it afterward because uh, we knew we were going to talk about it yeah. here. Yeah. And so I I thought like everything he said was like just accurate and and spot on but your, your breakdown of like okay yeah he kind of went to the most ex- extreme like scenarios or examples of stuff which mm-hmm. is good yeah but it's like i didn't know okay that's an extreme measure you know yeah um and stuff that he mentioned like um you know the curriculum that certain teachers would i mean parents would are doing and stuff mm-hmm. like they're teaching their kids um i do understand now like that he was doing that to like make fun of the the parents. Um, yeah, totally. You know? um, but yeah, overall, like with going back to John Oliver's stuff, like I again, I wasn't too f- familiar with guess with all, uh, his like takes on certain things. Um, you know, that's why I was like fascinated with some some video topics that he mentioned. Oh yeah, and um, it is interesting for sure. And, First video that I watched of his was a, a WWE one, mm. the wrestling. Mm-hmm. And um, before watching the video, I already was familiar with some of the stuff that he mentioned. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, I, I understand. And so he broke down on the stuff. I watched a wrestler's reaction to this, and he said, like, 80% of this like is true. 20% of it's like, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was good, too, also to kind of, like, listen to have another wrestle like like just break it down and see like what he thinks about mm-hmm. it um but for the most part i think that 
I was like, yeah, that that, that was interesting. Um, yeah, I'm the wrestler in this scenario. Cause yeah. I'm like, more familiar with, like, a lot of the stuff you were saying. I was like, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. So I think that that could just go to say, like, in any video that you're into or person you're into, you got to, like, take things just uh, not as, like, fact and challenge certain things as challenge certain, you know, people as well. And, mm-hmm. like, really, yeah. Yeah. Well, my final thoughts on the whole, like, child welfare issue and then, I want to circle back really quickly to the curriculum thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's just more of... It's more of a interesting, I think, topic to talk about because it's yeah. not as serious. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't... And so I think it's... In some ways, it's kind of funny to me. Um, but not the Nazi thing. But right. just, uh, like, in general, just the... I don't know. I'll get back to that. But anyway, the... As far as the whole child welfare issue, I think, um, like I was saying, you know, it is a bit nuanced and a bit of like a tricky issue, but I I feel like, uh, our generation specifically and like the generation after us has, um, been like taught to not take a stand on anything unless you have like personal experience with it. Mm. And it's like, Oh, well that's just like, like a really complicated issue. And so I just am not going to give any kind of like thoughts or opinion on it or think that there's any like moral stance that you can take on it because I haven't personally experienced it. And I think that that's really stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I just, I don't think that more, I don't think that more regulation on homeschoolers is going to you know solve the problem uh-huh um but i do i do think that though that like i think it's okay to admit yeah this that is a problem mm-hmm. but i don't think that the solution that he is kind of implying yeah would solve it really would solve it mm-hmm. but i i do agree that like kind of like what you were saying with um I think that I'm not opposed to like saying that there are some regulations that could be implemented that that would be beneficial. Like we talked about, you know, the whole thing of like if you do have a a history of of abuse, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I think there would have to be clear guidelines on on what that means and what mm-hmm. that what that looks like. Um, but you know, I'm definitely okay with that. Like with, uh, people, parents that have, um, criminal histories or things like that, um, for there to be increased observation on them and not Uh just kind of letting them have, um, as much free reign as I think people who have shown themselves to be good citizens and good parents and good people, I think that it is fine and they should have that freedom to be able to raise their children away from the government's intervention, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So anyway, all that to say that um, I think it's a good um, point that he brought up and I think it's okay to to kind of admit like, yeah, this is a, an issue that is happening that homeschooling could be, um, or is contributing to in some way. Yeah. And so let's, you know, 
be aware of it and try to figure out some things that could, um, you know, could help that and, and change that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, that was good. Yeah. Uh, and then, sorry, oh, <laughs> I do have one more thing to say about the about whole the curriculum thing. Yes. in the media, there's a show, uh, a reality show that I've been watching Okay. about a family that homeschooled. Uh-huh. Um, it's Welcome to Plathville. Okay. And it's another one of those, you know, big, very conservative Christian families. And some of the kids, as they've grown up, have kind of rebelled against their parents and um, gone their own way and ha- are now like talking about their childhood and some things they didn't like about it and blah, blah, blah. And there's nothing crazy that like went on during their childhood. It's They're not like the Duggars. It's more of just kind of like um, they were very, very sheltered. Okay. Um, but one thing that came up on a recent season, this has been going on for like, I think it's on their fifth season now. Yeah. And one thing that just came up this season that I don't think they referenced before was that the oldest son... They have 10 kids, I believe. Mm-hmm. Admitted that he has a lot of bitterness toward his mom about his education. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because that's not really something that gets brought up a lot. Um, the media loves to um, laugh at like large Christian homeschool families. Uh-huh. And they have been a source of entertainment and like mockery for a long time. Mm-hmm especially as I think mainstream society gets more and more um, liberal and it's just becomes like more and more of a laughing stock, which is sad, but that doesn't mean that they don't have some good points. Yeah. Um, So whenever these families are highlighted, a lot of times they focus in on like these, um, what they deem as these crazy religious beliefs that they have or these super extreme rules or um, the way that, you know, how sheltered they are, the way that they dress, like these very um, sort of family culture things. And a lot of times that's the stuff also that the kids focus on. If you have a the child who grows up, rebels, and um, or even if they don't rebel, but they just kind of... Um, realize like some of the issues with their childhood Uh which i think everyone does and i think that's a very normal part of growing up but um anyway that's a lot of almost all the time the focus is like the rules the um the teachings and things like that but the education i think is never something that you hear especially the kids talk about yeah and so he mentioned that he just feels like his mom didn't give him a good education oh and um, I, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. And I think mm-hmm. it is worth pointing out because, you know, if you, I think if you're going to um, homeschool your children, that you should do a good job. Yes. <laughs> and I don't think that, again, I, I don't think this is something that should be mandated by the government. But I'm just saying like, from the perspective of just being a good parent, yeah, you should do a good job of educating your child. And that doesn't need to look like 
the school system that doesn't need to look like the way that you picture a classroom in your head. But Mm -hmm. he was just like, I didn't get a good education and this, and it was like not my fault. It wasn't because I was slacking off and not listening in class and failing my tests. Like my mom just didn't give me a good education. And her like response to that was, um, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Sorry. Um, no, her response was like, uh, you know how hard it was to like get you to do your assignments and like you remember like you remember how you were at that age. Oh my god. And he said, which I'm glad he said this, he's like, Yes, but you are the mom. And like Burn. that was your responsibility to Yeah have me do it even if I was complaining about it, even if I didn't like it. Yeah. Um so I just thought that that was very interesting. Because that is something that can kind of happen of like, it's not, it's not this, um, more extreme version of like, oh, we're not teaching our kids anything. Mm -hmm. And it's also not, um, this like super strict version of homeschooling. Yeah. But it was just sort of this like, yeah, some things kind of fell through the cracks. Yeah. And, um, and he kind of grew up to resent that and to be upset about it wow so um yeah i don't really have anything (laughs) else to say just i just thought that was really interesting Mm -hmm. i think uh we'll wrap it up here and by saying like i think the at the end at the end of the day with homeschooling it has to come down to education it can't be of like this okay this trend this like people are doing it um so let's just stick with homeschooling because all of my Christian friends are doing it um, or uh, any other reason. Like I think at the end of the day, whatever you, if you decide to do homeschooling, you do have to like focus on the education. Like you got to educate your, your child. And so I think as a parent, you got to not only be the parent, but also be the teacher. And so mm-hmm. you, have to, you, have to, you have to also ask yourself, like, how are you going to teach? And, are you prepared to teach? Are you going to be a good teacher? Like, are you doing a good job as a teacher? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure there's a ton of other people out there that felt the same way um, about their parents. Yeah. You know, homeschool, sure. homeschool parents. I'm sure, yeah. Um, and so, that, like you said, I don't think that gets brought up that often because we focus more on, like, oh, let's make fun of the homeschoolers and, like, the way they dress and blah blah, blah <laughs> and whatever and and focus on all this stuff um but we don't really focus on the nitty-gritty which is the education that much yeah and i i will say i think there are other legitimate reasons to homeschool i don't think that and i don't know if this is what you were saying but i think it it isn't just about the education right no like i think there's other elements yeah. for sure that are also important but I think what you're saying is that if you are going to homeschool, you like you do need to actually think about that aspect of it. Yes. It can't be just about like, well, I don't want my kids in this setting, or I don't want my kid kids learning this thing. Like that's fine and that's legitimate. Yeah. But you also have to think about like, okay, well, what am I doing? What am I teaching my child? Yeah. Can I bring up one more quick thing? I know we need to wrap this up. Uh, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> is it's that okay? Fine. Yeah. And this could be a whole other topic, but I just want to bring it up. I've been seeing a lot of conversations lately about um, stay-at-home moms. 
Uh-huh. And and I think this has been a big topic on the internet just for a long time, for like years. Um, Since the internet has been <laughs> created. Yeah. Since the internet. Since people, AOL. People have been talking about stay-at-home moms. Since the since, 90s. Since the 90s. No. Um, but just this conversation about like what stay-at-home moms actually do, the value of what they do, and all that, which I think is a good conversation, an important conversation. Um, but a lot of times, one of the main things that gets brought up about stay-at-home moms is like, um, I'm saving my family so much money on daycare or um, on like, yeah, like daycare or preschool or a nanny, right? Mm. Like I'm saving my family so much money because the cost of these things is so high. Mm-hmm. So I'm saving my family. Like I saw somebody say like $3,000 a month or something because like that's how much it would cost to have my child be, yeah. you know, somewhere else. Um, and I was just thinking about that and I feel like it ties into this conversation because they're not wrong exactly, but I think it's interesting. I feel like you're kind of, it's starting from a premise that I feel like is backwards. Uh-huh. Like, it, <laughs> I feel like it's starting from the assumption that your child is going to be in daycare. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, but then because I'm actually staying at home, then right. I'm saving all this money. Yeah. And it's like, the they're working from the premise that both parents are going to be working and then we're going to be paying to have our child go to preschool, daycare, et cetera. Yeah. Instead of working from the premise that the child is going to be at home. Yeah. I think that's also true with like the public, like the school conversation. Mm. It's like we're working off of the premise that the natural place for your child is in a public school and so that's why when you chose choose to homeschool then there's like this red flag of like well what about all these issues Mm. with the curriculum the abuse and all these other things but i think that it's just interesting i feel like the premise is maybe backwards or like if not fully backwards like a little skewed Mm -hmm. um and it just is making me think back to like the book review we did Take Back Your Family by Jefferson Bethke about a year ago. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. And just the whole idea of like the family unit being the main um, foundation of your life and of like societies. Yeah. Um, and I think that that would paint a lot of these conversations in a, I think it would be a different conversation yeah. if that was the the premise that we were working off of. Yeah. See you guys next time. (laughs) Bye. That was a lot. Okay. Bye, guys.